0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Highly Functional. This is Breanne Showman, and I am joined today by Matthew Perry. Matthew and I had a great discussion about chronic pain and injury cycles, why they occur, why they stick around, and how we can break through those. Whether you are an athlete, a clinician, or a coach, I think you'll find this conversation highly valuable. So let's tune in. Matthew Perry, thank you for joining me today again. How are you?
1: Hey, Brianne, I am doing absolutely wonderful. Although I say that every single time I'm on the podcast, maybe it's just, you know, your presence makes me kind of uplift, up, uplifted and, and all that. But, uh, yeah, really doing good. Um, I uh, just got back from a vacation by the time, uh, you know, this podcast comes out, it'll probably be a little bit past that, but, uh, nonetheless, still feeling great.
0: Awesome. awesome. <laughs> and you're in San Diego, so what can go wrong there, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, those has been kind of interesting. You know, we've had, uh, normally in San Diego, we have the, the, the May Gray, the June Gloom, where it's really overcast. And I don't know what we have, July Cloudy Sky? <laughs> 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 Something going on here. Um, who knows what August has in store for us, but <laughs> it's a nice change of pace.
0: For sure, it can be, it can be. <laughs> Well, let's dive in. We wanted to talk today uh, about chronic pain and these cycles that we end in, end up in, I should say, and kind of just diving into why they happen and all the fun stuff around that, and what we can do about it. So I'm um, just going to let you dive in a little bit first, Matt, on kind of pain. Maybe just s- explain what it is, because I do know I've talked to people in the past to had told me like, Oh, I didn't realize I was in a even in a pain cycle or an injury cycle and that sort of thing. So maybe let's talk about that first.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's so interesting. You know, I feel like, uh, you know, what's the perspective, you know, in the, you know, seeing the trees or the forest, right. And with our own bodies, as we've talked about so many times, it's it's so difficult to really see the forest when we're when we're in the trees, you know, because it's our day to day. And uh, when people aren't in, in that "quote unquote" pain cycle, which I'll elaborate on, you know, I, 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 I don't think people, you know, can understand that that they're in it. You know, it just mm-hmm. oh, this always hurts, and you know, it's my life and how things are going uh, for a short or long amount of time. But you know, with the, uh, you know, with the pain cycle, what I've what I've seen, you know, just so often working with so many people in chronic pain, you know, it, you know, it starts with with something right and we know that that tissues don't just you know your discs don't all herniate while you work in the garden you know the day before or something like that but you know they'll be doing something and that'll kind of start it you know they'll feel a tweak or feel something and they're like okay it's not too bad but you know um you know concerning and then you know a week goes by it's not getting better and then you know they they start you know maybe pulling away from some of the activities they do in daily life, uh, because it starts starts, you know, it's persistent, or it's hurting more, um, or at least not getting better. And then at some point, you know, they, they find that these other issues start happening. And whether you know, let's say, you know, they tweak their back, and you know, now, all of a sudden, their hips sore. And then all of a sudden, they're getting kind of muscle spasms in their ribs, you know, and, and, you know, it, it kind of snowballs, right? Um, and, you know, from my opinion, you know, what that is is a huge, huge ramping up of what we call the sympathetic nervous system. And, you know, that's our fight or flight response, of course, for everyone listening. And that sympathetic nervous system is something else. It, it's great when we're when we're trying to run away from that Jaguar or bull or <laughs> a dinosaur, but <laughs> not so great. <laughs> Depending on your time period, <laughs> for all those listening who are, you know, being chased by dinosaurs. Um, but, uh, you end up, um, uh, getting stuck in this ramped up, you know, really, really high fight or flight state. And, you know, I think that causes all these other issues, both psychologically and physically. And it's like, man, I, I started with the back pain and now, now I can barely move. And, um, you know, uh, obviously, to a lesser extent, when, when we're in a performance situation, and maybe a chronic calf strain or something like that, more debilitating when it's a chronic, you know, back issue. So um, we can kind of dive a little bit more into that, that that pain cycle. But um, it's just this really fascinating situation that that our bodies can sometimes put us in, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And to kind of piggyback on that, the other thing I see Fairly often, and yes, the sympathetic part is involved, but the other thing I see fairly often is, like, someone has an injury that does clear up, but then maybe a month later, they get another injury, and then that clears up, and a month later, they get another injury, and they just kind of have one injury after another that may or may not be in the same area, and not fully understand that, you know, it's like, these are probably all related, and there's probably something going on with your body that's creating this.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. And I think we we're talking on the last podcast about, you know, whether it is the same injury, whether it's something different, mm-hmm. you know, our body kind of conflates the two, right, or can conflate the two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was on our outside calf one time, and our inside calf, and you're like, Oh, it's back. <laughs> and, and to some extent, that that, that could be the case. But um, you know, I I think if our body took in all of the information that we process on a daily basis, you know, in um, you know, uh, and, and and processed all all that, we'd probably be paralyzed with information, right? So our body has to kind of pick and choose, like, okay, well, it's kind of the calf area, so I'm just going to say it's the same thing. Um, and uh, uh, you know, I think that's why it's so important to, you know, because most people are doing what what they're what they're trying to do for it, going on YouTube, going on, you know, icing it, whatever the case is. (laughs) I know it's your favorite uh, topic. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, you know, that's why it's really important to get a a professional, you know, to to check this out. Because, again, we can identify, oh, it seems like you're in this cycle. Mm -hmm. And maybe it is because you're not moving well. Maybe it is related. Maybe it's unrelated. But, you know, we've already tried all this other stuff. Let's try something new and try to break that.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and uh, there's something I had in mind
1: while you were saying that. I got a little long-winded, I'm sorry.
0: No, no, you got. good. <laughs> um, no, the, uh, something triggered uh, a thought as you were talking, and that is that like a lot of these chronic pain situations that we end up in, it's not just that like one run or that one time you lifted that box that caused it, A lot of these are accumulations of years, decades of how your body's moving, the way you're doing things, because the body can handle, at least from my view, the body can handle improper movements for a period of time. But then eventually it just kind of like, you know what, we need to stop doing this. I'm going to cause pain. So you actually fix me.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, You know, the, the writing on the wall is there and it, you know. Uh, Our bodies are so amazing and adaptable, but it'll remind us in in subtle ways. And then it will remind us in a more, you know, uh, uh, a a, a greater way. And then it'll, you know, it's kind of like it'll whisper at us, you know, then it will talk to us, then it's gonna yell at us, and then it's gonna scream at us. (laughs) (laughs) And then we finally, you know, finally listen, you know, and obviously pain is one of the better motivators (laughs) to to get us to, to, to make a change. Uh, but yeah you know it, it's um you know the, the the straw that broke the camel's back you know as an analogy um you know it was likely never that one day we were in the garden car accidents you know and traumatic events like that absolutely you know things can snap you know or or whatever um uh, immediately but but yeah it it's all all this gradual gradual stuff and that's why we need to get help <laughs> you know uh before that before our body is screaming at us right when it's just talking to us because that's a whole different treatment pathway than you know than later on yeah in my opinion
0: it, it is i mean i i mean you and i both know those people who i'm sure who have avoided getting things treated and then ended up needing surgery because nothing else was going to fix the problem at that point because they did just ignore things for so long
1: yeah you know it's the difference between a five visit situation and a four visit situation Mm -hmm. you know, um, like you said, or, or, or getting something beyond repair, um, you know, conservative repair. Um, So, but you know, like, again, the the body's just such a fascinating um, thing, because like you said, it just it'll adapt, and it'll, it'll take it for a certain amount of time. Um, And sometimes, you know, like, you know, I don't think every ache and pain needs to get, you know, resolved in some, you know, elaborate fashion. Um, but the ones that aren't getting better need to,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, so, um, but yeah, that pain cycle is just, just something else. And, you know, it could be just so debilitating and, and not just physically, but, but mentally fatiguing. You know, um, I've had so many people come to us and say, you know, like, I'm just, I'm just tired of being in pain. And, um, you know, that's when, you know, we go a little bit less of the, physical therapy route, maybe some, you know, a little bit more into the, what can we do to change people's beliefs around pain possibly, Mm -hmm. you know, through, through pain education. And uh, as I like to say, kind of turn the volume knob down on the, their body's reaction.
0: Yeah, there's, you know, it's, while therapy is, a lot of movement in that there is a lot of just education conversations that have to be had. So people really understand what's happening with their body and why it's doing what it's doing. And then why as clinicians and coaches, while we're, why we're doing what we're doing with exercises and that sort of thing too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, and, and, you know, the education, you know, component, you know, as you know, you know, is, I think, you know, the most important thing, because I think if people have the understanding of why, oh, why am I doing clamshells? Why am I doing whatever? Um, You know, it it gives them the power back because right now they have, they have no power because the pain is just, you know, take, taken over. Um, So, you know, being like, we're, we're doing these squats because X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. You know, because it's going to help calm your back down or whatever the case is. Um, I I think just that little nugget is is so empowering for people.
0: Yeah, I think that's huge. And to be honest, I think that's part of the reason people don't do the exercises they're supposed to do that were given to them by a therapist or a chiropractor or, you know, you name the profession is because all these things are given, but they don't really... What, they might not be seeing results, or they don't understand what, why they're even doing them, and and I think if we just explained a little bit more as a profession, if we just explained a little bit more as far as why you're we're having you do what you're doing, I think that would that would help a lot with compliance.
1: Huge. It's absolutely huge. And you know, um, with our with our clinic, some of that stuff's pretty measurable too, because uh, you know our home exercise program app, uh, we can track you know the data and all of that. And, you know, when someone like really gets it, it's kind of that aha moment. Guess what? Compliance with our home exercise program goes up, goes up, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, yeah, you know, I, I, think, you know, my personal experience is a great example, you know, back when I was, uh, playing collegiate hockey, I injured myself, uh, I sprained my ankle it was a pretty bad one. And, uh, I went to PT, this is obviously before PT school. And I knew, you know, about the whole kinetic chain and all that stuff. We, I, uh, I was skipping classes. I was like doing everything I could to go to PT and like, make sure I was getting better faster because hockey was my priority. I, um, the, the PT prescribed a lot of hip exercises. And again, this is before I knew about the kinetic chain and all that, but she never explained to me why we were doing hip exercises. And so I'm like, this person's not even listening to me. <laughs> my ankle hurts <laughs> and she has <laughs> me doing hip stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, again, now that I know you know how it's, everything's connected, it it does make some sense. But even for someone very motivated to get back to playing very quickly and rapidly, you know, I I wasn't the best student. You know, the best uh, um, uh, in my exercises. You know, again, because it it was never you know fully explained.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, explanation goes a long way.
1: It does. It absolutely does. So, um, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, again, you know, it's uh, regardless of nervous system stuff or like, you know, what is going on, maybe locus of control, you know, it's, it's all about empowering people and trying to do what we can to kind of, again, turn that volume knob down on the pain or turn it up on the function uh, to get to get people going. And it's, it's so simple. It's, it's such a simple thing. Because, you know, us as clinicians, chiropractors, or whomever, we understand what what we're trying to convey. We just have to convey it to the patient.
0: Yeah, definitely. So let's dive into that a little bit. Like, What is, you know, so many people with pain, chronic pain, injury cycles is like, they'll go to the doctor and get pills or they'll go to a physical therapist and they'll get some exercises, they'll get better, but then it comes back again. What's missing in the whole process of, getting people out of their pain or their injury cycles
1: yeah um, that's the, the million dollar question um, and the great question you know um, I do think not only you know is an education component missing about why you know you're doing the exercises and all of that but also an understanding of you know hey you're your body's kind of like a machine, right? You know, it, and it's not totally cause it can repair, but we are, um, we do need that kind of that servicing and that maintenance. And I think what happens with a lot of people is, you know, they'll, they'll go wherever have whatever treatment, you know, and the treatment really doesn't matter, but you know, they'll, they'll, they'll get better and then they will stop everything. You know, and and fall back into their habits of how they're running. You know, go back into their gait mechanics because it's comfortable, and we're all creatures of habit. I sure am. <laughs> and um, and then the same thing kind of pops up, and they're not understanding that they have gone reverted back. You know, and and maybe they reverted back fifty percent, not a hundred percent, but that that stuff's still underlying. So, um, you know, I I think a big thing is you know understanding that. We have to continue in doing things, and hopefully, it's not clamshells for the next fifty years. <laughs> I keep dogging clamshells and stuff, but 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 you know what I mean. Ho- hopefully, there's a progression in there, <laughs> unless someone wants to be a professional clamsheller. <laughs>
0: <laughs> might be a world, world world record for that. You never know.
1: Who knows? Ooh, we should check that out. <laughs> but yeah, I know. I, I think that's kind of the 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 thing that that we miss. It's like, I'm better. So I'm good. And I'm gonna stop. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about um, that? I,
0: I think part of the problem, like you and I are great at assessing full body looking at mechanics, talking to people about their habits, really figuring out like, what is their body doing? I feel like it and part of this, I'm going from what I know I was as a clinician and where I was lacking when I was out of school, as well as working with the different PTs that I did and what I saw. And I think a lot of it is PTs are great at getting exercises for whatever issues going on where I see that a lot of the disconnect is looking at overall movement patterns to figure out what is their body doing every single day every single hour of their day that's contributing to this what are they doing how are they standing when they're doing their dishes like what are these habits going back to habits what are these habits that our bodies are doing every single day that aren't being addressed that aren't being broken just by doing your exercises once a day
1: yeah that's um you know again a very simple concept, but so complex with, you know, at the at the same time. Uh, Yeah, because, you know, at this, you know, I I was talking about the exercises and stuff, and like, someone could do 10 minutes of exercises every day, or whatever, and then move the rest of the day like crap. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, they're, they're back in the injury cycle, or, you know, things, things regress. Um, So yeah, I mean, uh, the, that's a huge point that, you know, a habit change in totality with it's not just Matthew's exercises or Brianne's exercises. (laughs) Um, and and then, and then I'm picking stuff up the rest of the day, how I want to, it's like, no, like this needs to be incorporated into everyday life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's exactly how you foster autonomy, which I love. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And it's really, it is truly, at least in my opinion, how you break those patterns. Like you, you can only break a pattern if you change the habit, that's creating the pattern. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That wow, that's a very, very powerful um, uh, uh, concept about, yeah, we, we just have to make sure we are changing, you know, more than one aspect of somebody's life mm-hmm. um, and how they're moving in order to have a significant change. Huge. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I want to take a quick break to talk about Run With Happy Feet. If you are dealing with a foot and ankle issue that is keeping you from running and racing, this is the website for you. So go check it out at runwithhappyfeet.com. Or if you want faster results, then book a free call with me so we can take a deep dive into your situation. You can book a call at runwithhappyfeet.com slash book dash call. Now back to the conversation. Let's, since you did bring it up, we haven't talked about it too much. Um, Let's talk about the sympathetic system and how that contributes to our pain responses being stuck in these pain cycles that we can get stuck into.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, And before I go into it, I want to say that these um, systems, the nervous nervous system is so much more complex Than some of the things we're going to dive into, (laughs) and could be a whole podcast series within itself. (laughs) But, you know, um, you know, as far as the, you know, simplistically, you know, I kind of think of it as, you know, something happens. And, you know, obviously, as we said before, it's it's built up, but you feel it the day after again, I'm just going to go to gardening or something like that, because I think that's very relatable to a lot of people. And, uh, you know, or after a big workout, and, um, you know, what we predictably see is muscles tense up, right? That's where trigger points and all those other kind of of things can come from. And I like to equate it to, you know, our body really tensing up, you know, what I'm doing right now is shrugging my shoulders and flexing my muscles. And, you know, it's your body kind of saying, oh, my gosh, that hurt. What is this person going to do to me next? (laughs) What is Matthew going to do to me again? because he just deadlifted, you know, over 300 pounds and hasn't done that in like five years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And, uh, um, and and that that guarding can happen. And typically, you know, within a week, the nervous system's like, okay, he's not going to do anything crazy to me again, I can relax. Um, But in these pain cycles, what I see is our, our body is just amped up and it becomes this truly cyclical thing. It's not even a cycle, we'll call it maybe a spiral, um, where you, instead of recovery, um, you go into more pain, you go into more, um, uh, maybe agitation perceived or or not perceived. And, um, um, the muscles stay tight, they, they get tighter the body gets more guarded, that causes more compression in the area, that causes more irritation. You're more attuned to it, so you're thinking about it more. Um, and all of these things kind of create a, you know, a, a positive feedback loop, although it's not a good thing. Uh, but they, they they build on each other. That's that's kind of my simplistic perception on, you know, um, the sympathetic nervous system.
0: No, I like that explanation. That's, as far as the simplicity of it and for people to understand it, that, you know, especially with the, like you do one thing, you're guarded for a bit and then it calms down, but in that pain cycle, yeah, it just, it simply doesn't calm down and we just keep building on that. So I think that's super, it's simple, but helpful.
1: Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I'd like to know kind of what, you know, your, your thoughts and, you know, maybe analogies and all of that kind of stuff on the sympathetic because, uh, again, it's it's such a complex thing. Um, it's not just one thing. It's a multitude of things, you know, <laughs> brain and spinal cord, right?
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, it's why I've never really developed or thought about any good analogies for. But, um, you know, I think just kind of to take it a little bit further is we also have to remember that, like, that fight-or-flight system is triggered by a lot of things. So, your increased stress from your job or from your kids or from your fam- you know, whatever family stuff is going on, um, lack of sleep and putting you in more of a sympathetic state with those higher cortisol levels. Uh, there's just so many things that can happen that can contribute to these issues. So um, I think that's another thing that is often seen is, you know, someone's pain, someone has pain. It might not be too bad, but it's there. Well, then Maybe they just lost their job and all of a sudden the next week their pain's like it was a five out of 10. Now it's an eight out of 10 and nothing really changed other than that stress level. And it's just a, I think it's something that is forgotten sometimes in the conversation that has to be had with people when there's no quote unquote explanation for why their pain increased. I think it's important to really dive into like what happened this past week in your life, in your you know, everything to really get an understanding of, is this a pain issue or is this a something else issue creating more pain?
1: Yeah, I mean, the, you know, uh, they call it, you know, biopsychosocial for a reason, you know, Mm -hmm. model of pain, right? It's not just the biological tissues at fault, but it's, you know, the psychological perceptions of that, you know, oh my gosh, am I gonna need surgery or whatever? Then it's the social implications of that. Right, like you know, yeah, I lost my job, you know, and you know, don't know how I'm gonna tell my significant other about that <laughs> or, or whatever the case is. Um, that could be, you know, so profound. And um, I guess I'm in an analogy kind of day today, you know, but you know, uh, it, it 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 reminds me of the the situation of you know, um, everyone's had one of those like you know the day quote unquote, you know, you wake up late, you you know, miss miss your meeting that was very important that you needed to get to, you know, so you know, your boss is going to be angry at you, you are running to work with your coffee cup, you spill the coffee on your shirt, you get to the work, you know, the boss is scolding you, you know, you spill mustard on your shirt during lunch. (laughs) You know, it's just one of those days, I think everyone can relate to that. And then you know, you finally are like, you know, it's the end of the day, you're like, okay, I can finally relax. I just need to go to bed. And on your way to bed, you stub your toe. How much does that hurt? (laughs) Um, You know, uh, one stub your toe hurts a lot. But let me just say after a day like that, I'm telling you that is probably because I've been there a 15 out of 10 pain. You know, you might even break down a little bit and just, just lay on the floor for a little bit. I mean, right, you know, and, and, and yeah, you know, and, and it's not, it's not because stubbing your toe, you know, although it hurts, you know, was a 15 out of 10 pain. It was all the other things that happened in your day that built, you know, into that. Um, and so, you know, that's a powerful thing that we need to understand. And, you know, sometimes maybe it's better that other people, instead of go to PT you know get some of the other aspects of their life under control first and then come and see us because there's probably going to be a greater impact right Um, but the flip side of that is sometimes us getting people out of pain can ease some of those other stresses in life Mm -hmm. right and so it really depends person to person
0: well as you're talking i know we talked about this many podcasts ago but the things that you know those things that physicians like to tell people as far as like, this is the worst I've ever seen and that sort of thing. Like how much can that trigger that, you know, some of these increased ish pain feelings as well, because like you might go in there with not bad pain enough to take you to the doctor, but not crazy. And then you're told that, like that can easily shoot someone's pain up higher.
1: (laughs) 100%. Yeah. And I don't know why, you know, um, you know, it's no reflection on the, you know, the, the doctor community or anything, the medical doctor community. But yeah, it's like, why are why are we saying that? Even if it is like, why are we putting that belief in these people's head, you know, um, and, you know, because if it is truly the worst, whatever, you probably need to go to surgery immediately. And if you're if you're not, you know, if you're leaving that hospital or that doctor's office, it's probably not the worst in the world. <laughs> the worst thing ever. First of all, Um, but yeah, but yeah, you know, I've seen people's pain, you know, um, amp up. I've seen people I can't, couldn't help, you know, because partially because of that, that, that belief they had, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I had a doctor who said their, um, their patient's back was like a chicken bone and then did like a snapping motion with their hands. And, you know, all he said was like, oh my gosh, it's like, I'm broken. It's like a chicken bone. You know, so um, yeah, I I think you know I think that's one of the biggest and it happens in PT as well and in the chiropractic community. I mean, every everywhere. Uh, But I think that's one of the biggest disservices we can do for our patients Mm -hmm. is put in those beliefs.
0: Well, even on a personal side, it can be one of the downfalls of digging diving into the Doctor Google spiral (laughs) and just all of a sudden seeing like okay, this is this, and then all of a sudden it can cause this, and...
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've I've been down it, you know, I was like, oh, like my stomach kind of hurts, you know, what could that be? And, you know, they're saying it could be cancer, it could be... <laughs> <laughs> Always cancer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely cancer, you know, um, or my liver needs to get resected or something like that, you know. Um... <laughs> So we need to take all that stuff with a, with a grain of salt and, uh, Google is obviously trying to be helpful, but can be very, very harmful at the same, at the same time. Cause people come to me with, a um, a list like, you know, medieval, like with the scrolls, like, <laughs> of, of, of what they think their shoulder pain could be, um, from heart attack to. <laughs> uh, so true. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a different world. And I think it's a world we didn't necessarily perceive when we created the internet and we created WebMD and, and all of these, all of these other things. Mm-hmm. But everyone take it with a grain of salt um, and, and get it checked out, right? You know, because it could be all of those things. I mean, who knows? But, you know, we as PTs and medical doctors, I think we're typically phenomenal diagnosticians to let you know that, oh, this is something we can help rest, rest assured, it's probably not a heart attack. <laughs> you know, or, hey, this, this is you need to go see somebody right now, somebody mm-hmm. else right now. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's see, where do we go next?
1: Oh, my gosh, we can go all kinds of different places. Let's, let's maybe turn this on its head a little bit. We were talking about the sympathetic nervous system. I, I'd love to hear your thoughts on the parasympathetic nervous system. And uh, you know what good or potentially bad that that could do, or that yeah. Could do.
0: Uh, I personally, when we talk about parasympathetic, like you know, it's our it's our calming one. It's our it takes us down from that fight or flight uh, situation, and I think it can be really powerful when it comes to pain. Um, you know, how many times have say you burned your hand or you did something to yourself when you were doing yard work, like need to go to the hospital. Like, I think we've all been there where we just take those nine, like those long deep breaths, try to breathe through it and just realize like how much your pain can calm down, how much you can get your symptoms under control just by taking some nice, long, deep breaths. And I think there's a lot to be said for using our breath to calm, you know, calm down the parasympathetic, calm, calm down our system in general and really activate that parasympathetic system to get pain symptoms under control, whether it's in an emergency situation or just a chronic pain situation.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the same ballpark. Um, you know, our, you know, again, I keep saying our body is just such a magnificent, you know, thing. We have these, uh, endogenous opioids in our body that are stronger than sentinel. And, you know, we really have some unique systems in place to, to decrease pain naturally and to um, uh, improve, you know, tissue, tissue healing. Um, uh, I, I do agree, I I love utilizing, you know, um, you know, breathing and some of these, uh, some of these other techniques to, to really uh, calm things down. Um, I actually, uh, back when I was in school, it was really cool. I had an understanding of the parasympathetic nervous system and I, I wanted to figure out how I could better demonstrate it besides, you know, breasts and stuff. So I uh, went to my uh, uh, my clinical instructor and uh, who's been treating longer than I've been alive. And I'm like, I want to figure out if I can cause someone to relax their t- hamstring muscles, you know, who has tight hamstrings just by breathing. And of course, he's like, yeah, sure. Whatever (laughs) kind of dismissive. He's a great mentor today and we laugh about it. But uh, uh, we did just that. We had this person take certain cycles of breath uh, for a certain amount of time and a certain ratio in to out Um, and we measured their hamstrings before and then we measure their hamstrings after and we found there was like something like a 20 degree increase in their hamstrings just by breathing. And so that was very profound to me because I'm like, okay, people who have tightness, is it because the muscle is locked up and guarded? You know, possibly. But is there some neural input that we could play with to, you know, get some more extensibility of the tissues? I think so as well. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of an end of one, you know, at some point. I'll, I'll, I'll get that a little bit more validated, but... <laughs> Again, it's an illustration of just how powerful our, our, our systems can be. The person didn't need Advil or muscle relaxants.
0: Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was really unique, really cool. You know me, I'm always like a little bit out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, you know, again, you know, kind of decreasing that sympathetic tone. We don't. We call the sympathetic system, you know, we act like it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing at all, because that's what gets us getting those extra couple inches on a pole vault. That's what, you know, allows us to break through that last lap, um, you know, um, um, during a marathon or, you know, marathon or something like that track meet. But, um, you know, we need to have that balance. Mm -hmm. We cannot always be in one just like, you know, I'm sure there's negative implications to always being in a parasympathetic state.
0: Yeah. And you know, you you kind of referenced it in the beginning as far as we do need that sympathetic for when we're being chased by a tiger or dinosaur. But then it's once that threat is gone, the sympathetic should calm down. And it's just the state that we live in where we're just as very much amped up, high cortisol, high stressed state that we just aren't allowing our bodies to calm down.
1: Yeah. You know, um, like we're. You know, from the moment we wake up, what's the first thing we do in the morning, typically? We check our phones, get on Facebook, see whatever bad is going on in the world. We might not perceive that as amping ourselves up, but it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, you know, all the stresses for the day. Oh, geez, I got to go grocery shopping. I got to get to work. I have to, you know, um, all of that, you know, again, that's, that's filling up our cup. Um, and then an injury actually happens, and we're just already—we have no more capacity. Yeah. Um, and 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 thus it begins. This has been very, very reflective. I've liked I've liked this, <laughs> this podcast. has been um, it's it's so it's so different. It's so unique, but it's so important, right? Because it's not just the tissues that that are torn or whatever. Mm-hmm. People need to to really understand that.
0: And I think just kind of going slightly different direction, but something I think could is important to bring up with this conversation is stress reactions, stress fractures, things like that. Like so many times people, it's just, well, I, it's because I ran too much or it's because I run. It's from running. But we have to remember that stress is stress and the body views stress is stress. So it doesn't matter what the stress is. Um, there was someone I talked to recently. He has a history of sacral fractures, stress fractures, and not crazy mileage increase during any of them, but one of them, his, I think during one of them, his wife was diagnosed with some like medical condition. And so he was dealing with that and another, like the other one, another life stressor was going on and like his stress fractures were really just due to increased life stress and then combine that with the running, just that impact and it can create injury. So I think that's another thing that we forget that no matter what the stress is, in our life, in our body, like stress is stress, and it can contribute to things.
1: Wow, yeah, that is uh, that is very powerful. And and in a situation like that, you know, what are some of the techniques you know that that you implemented, you know, to uh, you know kind of help help a person in that kind of situation?
0: Yeah, you know, with any injury. I always want to figure out what the cause is. And if that cause is true, like not that the running something running related, wasn't contributing to it, but if someone's injuries really have just shown up when they've had high stress in their life, then I, at that point, it's like it's probably not a lot to do from a physical standpoint. It's more of like how, when we get stressed, how do we manage it? What can we do for, you know, getting that parasympathetic going better, how, how can, what things can we do to help us manage the stress better in our life? So we aren't getting these injuries every time we get stressed.
1: Yeah. Stress management. We, we, we talk about it and it, it sounds, you know, obvious and all of that When you know, yeah, I just need to manage my stress better, but you know, it's um, a lot of it is the how mm-hmm. and you know, that's very person specific, whether that's meditation, whether that's, you know, other types of physical activity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, what are some other, you know, techniques, uh, you know, you implement, you know, you, you, you spoke to the breathing, um, you know, what other ways of yeah,
0: I like using the breath, I like meditation if someone's willing to explore that option. I think just getting more sleep can be helpful since we're, even if you're getting enough sleep for a normal normal day anytime you're more just more stressed from everything else like we've all been there as far as a really stressful day at work like we're exhausted at 7 p.m and want to go to bed whether you can or can't because of your kids is debatable but like we've all been there where it's just, we're super busy we're super stressed and we're exhausted so like your body just needs more sleep during those periods and making sure we're listening to our bodies, getting more rest, whether that's at night or whether that's taking a nap during the day, if you're able to, and just really in figuring out what you can do there, um, uh, making sure your nutrition's on point. Uh, can that decrease your stress levels? Probably not, but we can make sure the body can has adecu- adequate fueling to heal anything that might try to happen from an injury standpoint too. So there's, like, we really have to look at the whole body and really figure out what things need to be done to keep the whole body well rather than just, like, just looking at that stress management point.
1: Mm. Yeah, and the, the nutrition, you know, is uh, is interesting because, you know, what do we typically do or maybe better not do when when we're stressed out? You know, we don't eat and definitely don't typically eat well. Yeah. Um, so we're skipping, you know, skipping our meals or we're getting the fast food or whatever, cause we don't have time cause we're so stressed out, you know? Uh-huh. And so, uh, understanding that and, and prepping for it, whether that's spending an extra couple hours on a Sunday night to make sure you have some adequate food for the week, you know, um, you know, th- those are some easy, tangible fixes to, you know, to, to help your body help you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, nowadays, especially if you live in any sort of big city, there's so many meal prep companies too that if you need just a week of having your meals made for you because you know you're going to be crazy busy with work and the kids, then like take advantage of that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy. It's for the most part affordable, you know. Um, but yeah, do whatever you need to do to get over the hump, but but not but not letting other things. Um, Go and don't sacrifice you know, all these other things. Because um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm a victim of it. When I'm getting going in my day and you know um, all of that, eating's probably the last thing on my mind. <laughs> you know, drinking water is probably the second to last thing on my mind. And so <laughs> I, I'm I'm illustrating a point that you know I do have an understanding of this, and it's still difficult for me to do. Um, I am human, um, but you know we can. Um, uh, there, there's there's other things we can do.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, cool. Any final thoughts for today?
1: Oh man,
0: Coming down.
1: Um. Yeah, you know, pain as always is such a complex thing. Um, it is multifactorial. Um, no, it is not just in your head. Everybody who's listening, um, and everyone who's been told that, um, unfortunately. Um, you know, there's a psychological factor, There's also a physical factor, but it's a comprehensive thing that affects your entire body. So, um, you know, everyone keep, keep the faith in all of that, because, um, you know, things do get better, things will get better. And hopefully through this, I mean, we've dissected so many great things on this, on this podcast, um, you know, make one change. <laughs> <laughs> you know, drink a little bit more water, <laughs> you know, um, get that chicken breast instead of that burger or whatever the case is. Um, uh, uh, because that's you helping yourself to heal and get better if you're in that pain cycle.
0: Awesome. Love it. Good way to close it out. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so Matthew, if someone has any other questions for you, wants to contact you, I don't think we did anything today to ha- get hate mail. <laughs> Where can they
1: find you? <laughs> Oh, we'll give it time. <laughs> but no, no. If you want us to have a conversation, uh, please reach out. Um, our company, uh, my company is Autoness Physical Therapy, committed to your autonomy, happiness and wellness. We're on all social media outlets. Uh, please, you know, you know, give us a call, send us an email, post, send a DM. Uh, Let's have a conversation. And, and like always, I value alternative points of view. If you think the parasympathetic nervous system is a bad thing and should be avoided or whatever the case is, let's have a conversation about it. Let's talk about it. I'd love to hear other alternative points of view.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks again for your time today. This was fun as always.
1: Thank you so much, Brianne. This was wonderful.
0: I really hope you enjoyed today's episode and got some great information from it. If you are looking for more great information, I encourage you to go check out getyourfixpt.com. There you can gain access to blog posts, other podcast interviews, my online programs, and the race prep masterclass, which is for you if you are a chronically injured runner with foot and ankle issues. Once again, that is all at getyourfixpt.com. And I hope you join us next week for another great episode.